welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Together again this weekend. Hey, how is your 21-day fast going? Are you sticking to it? Are you staying the course? Are you falling more in love with Jesus and reminding yourself of how much that he loves you? You know, we truly believe, and we were saying this last last week, that this is a year of breakthrough for you. This is a year of breakthrough for your family. This is a year of breakthrough for our church. And we're just really excited and we're carrying a great hope, not just a little bit of hope. We're carrying a lot of hope for what God has in store for Hope City Church. And if you go to Hope City Church, that includes you. We have a lot of hope for what God is doing inside of you, inside of your family, inside of your children, inside of your home, inside of each and every one of hearts in Hope City Church. So let's stay the course. Let's stay surrendered. Let's keep going on this 21-day fast. You know, we just don't want to just wake up in the morning, fly through our devotion and get on with our day. Carve out some special time. Carve out some solid time to spend with Jesus each and every day. He gets the first. He gets the best. That's why we're giving him the first part of this year because Jesus gets the first. He put us first. Now we got to put him first. Uh, Matthew 6:33 says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. We don't focus on all this stuff, but when we focus on Jesus, everything that he has for us, everything that he has for us in this 21-day fast will be loosed as we sacrifice and we surrender our everything to him. And that's what I want to talk about today, actually. The title of my message is, I'm not here for cheap Christianity. Come on. We're not here for cheap Christianity. We are here to be all in for Jesus. Disciples laying our lives down for Jesus Christ 24-7 every single day. Like that song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. All we want, church, is Jesus. Are you getting hungry during these 21 days? I know we are. Um, I'm going to just start with the scripture. Um, open up Joel uh, 2, 25, 27. I want to start with the word of encouragement today, just to tell you some things that I'm seeing. And I've already told you a few things that I'm seeing, but I believe that 2021 is going to be a year of breakthrough for you and your family. I believe that this is a year of the favor of God to be unleashed and loosed within your life in a greater measure. I believe uh, for those of us that are really searching and seeking, the heart of God is going to be known and revealed in beautiful and tangible ways. I believe that this is a year of restoration, that things that were lost, that things that maybe were snatched away are going to be multiplied and returned back to you, its rightful owner in Jesus' name. I want to read Joel 20 or 2.25 here. In the New Living Translation, it says, the Lord says, this is God speaking to you today, I will give 
I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want, and you will praise the Lord your God who does miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. I believe that God is restoring things to you. I believe that God is returning things to you. I believe that God is bringing things back in your life that belong to you. They might have been snatched away from the enemy, but God is saying through your surrender, through your sacrifice, my heart is turning towards you and I'm returning it back to you. This season, says the Lord. I believe that this is a year where we need to be guarding our hearts and be attentive to carrying the undivided focus for our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let our focus, church, not just be on things, but let our gaze be on the King because with the King comes everything. Did you hear that? Let not our focus be on things, but let our gaze be on the King because with the King of Kings comes everything. Our focus and our heart is set on our God, but it all comes with the price. And, and you've heard Pastor Jake and I talk about this so many times. Many people know Jesus as Savior, but they don't necessarily know him as Lord. They don't know him as Savior and Lord. And it's important that we understand the difference between the two. There's a form of godliness that has crept into the church, and I'm, I'm meaning the, the church at large, the Big C Church, that needs to go in the name of Jesus. Some have gotten too comfortable with one foot in the world and one foot in the church and thinking that it's okay. They're acting out in their flesh, they're living out how they want, not by the Spirit, forgetting who they are, why they're here, and who they live for. But God, God's calling you, he's calling us, he's calling his church, an army of righteousness forth who know Jesus Christ as their savior and they know Jesus Christ as their Lord. Jesus Christ, our savior, it's a beautiful thing. Jesus has saved me from so much. He's redeemed my life from so much. Oh, the testimonies I could share and how grateful I am for everything that Jesus has done in my life, everything Jesus has redeemed in my life, everything that Jesus has restored in my life and continues to do. He saved us, he's redeemed us, he's rescued us. He's a beautiful savior. But let's think about Jesus Christ being our Lord. When you know him as your Lord, you understand and you live from an everyday living and breathing place that my life doesn't belong to me. I belong to Jesus and all I am is yours. This is the life, church, of a true believer. This is the life of a true believer living like your life is not your own because you know who you're living for. Knowing Jesus as your Savior and Lord will then now release heaven on earth into your life. God is calling forth a holy and separated generation to know him. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and, and I read it at a very young age, and it grabbed my spirit just so deeply one day. I can still remember where I was sitting and, and just crying as the Lord showed this to me because it just jumped out on the page. But it was the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.10 up to verse 11 in the New Living Translation. He said, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one day or another, I will experience the resurrection of the dead. 
And the new King James Version said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, becoming like him in his death, if by any means I can obtain resurrection in the dead, from the dead. But in the new living, Apostle Paul saying, I want to suffer with him. How many people say, I want to suffer? I don't know many people that say, I want to suffer. But he's saying that he wants to suffer because he understands the cost of following Jesus. But he's also seen with the eyes of his spirit, the worth on the other side of following Jesus. And you know what that worth is? It's resurrection life. God is calling his church to surrender all so that resurrection life can be known once again, his bride, the church. God is calling a generation to sacrifice. Are we living our daily lives in such a way that saying everything within us, Jesus, you're worth it. Jesus, you're worth it all. Are we living that way each and every day? Are we thinking about that? Is Jesus worth these next 20 days for you? Yes, he is. Jesus, you are worth these coming months. Jesus, you are worth everything and so much more in my 2021. May the cry of our heart, church, be all I want is Jesus. All I want is Jesus because with the King, church, comes everything. He knows the way that you take. He knows the things that you need more than you, than you need. He knows. But as we seek first the face of Jesus Christ and we look away from this and we look away from that and we hide ourselves this season underneath the shadow of his wings, the best is, is going to come. I want to read a, um, I want to look at the New King James translation now. And I want to, um, we looked at this last year, but I want to look at it again because we're talking about fasting. But open your Bible to Isaiah 58. If you, um, if you have your Bible on you or use a device. And this whole scripture is about, this, this portion is about the fast that, that God desires. I'm going to start in Isaiah 58, 6. And he says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is this not to share bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked, that you cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Verse 8 says, Then your light shall bring forth like the morning, your healing shall, uh, shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord, church, will be your rear guard. Verse 9, it says, Then you shall call out, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of your finger and the speaking wickedness, church, if we extend our soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, get this, it says, then our light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. Verse 11, it says, the Lord, these are great promises, will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul in drought. And, this, and he'll strengthen your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Verse 12, those among you shall rebuild the old places. You shall raise up the foundations, church, of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, not finding your own pleasure, not speaking your own words, then you 
you will delight yourself in the Lord and I will cause you. God will cause us to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. This is God speaking to us. This is God speaking to us about the fast that he has chosen, about the things that we need to take away. And as, 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 we, as we examine our hearts and as we strip things away from our life, these good things are going to happen. So let's talk about this for a minute. He has chosen a fast that loosens the bonds of wickedness, that lifts heavy burdens off our life, that frees those who are oppressed, and it breaks every yoke. When we grab hold of this truth, the fast that God has chosen, we can choose, um, we can shift from, we can shift our gaze, our focus from the sacrifices we're making to the promises that are awaiting. Let's not just think about what we're losing in this fast. Don't let that be your focus. Think about what you're gaining, and that's Jesus Christ. Think about the promise that's awaiting Jesus Christ, the mark. Think about the promises that are awaiting for you. Is there something in your life that has you bound, weighed down, or, or holding you back from your destiny? Are you yoked, church, to a bad habit and iniquity? Perhaps you're yoked to a habitual sin. Perhaps you're yoked to a person that you need to break free from, an unhealthy relationship, perhaps repetitive, unholy conversations and thoughts. Perhaps you're, you're, you're not doing things uh, with your boyfriend or girlfriend that you should be doing, and God's saying to you today to get it right. Do you live with the weight of regret, depression, or discouragement with the burden of providing for your family in a shaky economy and uncertain times? Perhaps you're carrying the pressure of your children that aren't saved or a spouse or parents who aren't saved. Perhaps you're carrying a pressure or a burden that things just aren't right with your family and you do not know what to do anymore. This is the fast that God has chosen to help bring release and healing to all that. As you fast, church, ask the Lord to break those bonds, lift those burdens that make you feel hopeless and helpless. Let him put the pieces back together in your own life so that he can empower you to help the world around you, to feed the hungry, to, to house the poor and the outcast, to clothe the naked. And what does God say will come next? What can come as a result of fasting? It says, then our light is going to dawn in the darkness, and our darkness shall be like noonday. Fasting gives us illumination and clarity in uncertain times. Even when it's dark, with Jesus, there will always be light. I feel like that's for somebody today. Even when it's dark, even if you're in a dark season this season, when you have Jesus, there will always be light. Verse 11 says, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters don't, don't fail. Fasting gives us guidance and direction. It restores our strength. It makes us hungrier for God. It makes us healthy and strong to run the race. God refreshes us through prayer combined with fasting. No matter how dry a season may seem, God is not going to fail you, and fasting and prayer opens up our eyes to see that He is faithful. It helps us see that we're not alone. It helps us see and know, not just see, but know that He is our provider. It helps us see and know that He is our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. 
May we grab hold of these truths in the name of Jesus. We are believing for breakthrough in your house, breakthrough in your finances, breakthrough in your marriages, breakthrough in your relationships, breakthrough in, in your workplace. We are believing for complete breakthrough, for healing in your body to take place in the name of Jesus. Let's continue the course in these 21 days. In verse 12 says, Those from among you shall rebuild the old waste places. You shall raise up foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Fasting releases the master craftsman to do what he does best. He repairs, he rebuilds, he raises up, and he restores. Come on, church, get ready. He repairs. He rebuilds, he raises up, and he restores. We got to get ready. I believe it's going to be a year of great, great worth to those who are willing to pay the price. There's always, always got to read the fine print. And the fine print with Jesus is surrendering all and living a life of sacrifice. But how could we not, how could I not give everything to Jesus? for everything that he has done for me. How could I not lay my life down knowing what he's done for my family, knowing what he's done in our lives, knowing how he's worked so powerfully with his work of healing, his grace and mercy. How could I not pay the price of following Jesus Christ each and every day? I'm saying no to cheap Christianity. I'm saying no to cheap Christianity in my marriage. I'm saying no to cheap Christianity in my home. I'm saying no to cheap Christianity with my children. I'm saying no to cheap Christianity in our church. We are putting Christ in Hope City Church. We are crucified. It's no longer us who lives, but Jesus Christ who lives and dwells and, and breathes among us. The hope of glory, Christ Jesus. We're following Jesus Church. There's no turning back for us. I want to read 2 Samuel 24, and I, and I believe I read this actually a couple of months ago. Um, and I'm reading it out of the New Living, so just bear with me. That's why I'm reading it on the paper. But it, uh, 2 Samuel 24, 18. And uh, this is when David was trying to right a wrong that he had made. He needed to make an offering and repent for the sin that he had made against God. And he, and he wanted so that... God would bring healing. He was crying out for mercy so that God would remove the plague from his people. But in verse 18, it says, Then Gad came that day and said to him, Gad was the prophet, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ariuna the Jebusite. So David went up to do what the Lord had commanded. When Ariuna saw the king and his men coming towards him, he came and he bowed before the king with his face to the ground, why have you come, my lord, the king, Ariuna asked. And David replied, he said, I have come to buy your threshing floor and to build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop the plague. Verse 22 says, take it, my lord, and use it as you wish. He just wanted to give it to the, to the king. Ariuna said to David, here are the oxen for the burnt offering, and you can use the threshing boards for the oak yokes for wood to build the fire on the altar. I will give it all to you for free. I'm going to give it all to you, your majesty, and may, and may the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. See, he thought, Ariuna thought he was doing the right thing. But the king replied to Ariuna and said, No, I insist. I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings to my Lord, 
that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. Verse 25 says, David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord heard and answered his prayer for the land. And the plague of Israel was stopped and it was lifted. I will not sacrifice to the Lord that which costs me nothing. May that be the cry of our heart. May that be the cry of our hearts as parents. May that be the cry of our hearts as young people. May that be the cry of the hearts of older mothers and fathers in the house. We will not sacrifice to Jesus that which costs us nothing. Because when we've seen the king, we aren't measuring our worth anymore because we're just crying out, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. And we, when you've seen his worth, you can't measure what you're giving him anymore. You just got to give everything. You got to give everything. We're not here for cheap Christianity. We're not here to play church. We're not here just to get past a pandemic and just pull the covers over our eyes, waiting for the storm to pass. No, we're here for it, church. We're here for it. We're in the middle or the midst, the beginning of 2021, on our face as a church, crying out to the Lord, saying, God, we're on our face. God, we're on our knees. God, would you come and do what only you can do like you can do. God, search and try my heart. If there's stuff inside of my heart that needs to go so that I can go to the next level, so that I can walk in more love, so that I can be more your hands and feet this year. If there's stuff inside of me that's a barrier and a blockage to all that, would you remove it in the name of Jesus? I want to live expensively for Jesus. I want to live all in for Jesus. God's raising up some David, some mighty men and women in this generation that are sold out for Jesus and aren't measuring the cost of things, but are like, no, I've seen the king, and with the king, I'm going to give him everything. God's raising up men and women all around the world today. He's calling forth the generation. God is raising up Paul's, Apostle Paul's that's saying, I'm going to suffer for the cause of Christ because I understand through the suffering there is a pearl of great price. There is a beauty, there is a glory that's going to be revealed through my suffering. God is raising up a mighty army that is saying yes to Jesus, no to their flesh. They desire and they hunger and they long for the things of the Spirit of God. When we've seen the worth of the king, you can't just but sacrifice. It's, it's beyond merely wanting to church. We just gotta have to. We just have to. The worth, the value, the peace, the breakthrough, the healing, the mercy, and the grace, we're gonna experience it on greater levels as we sacrifice our all to Jesus. Don't just want the promises of God without hungering truly for the promise, Jesus Christ. We're not just after the gifts. We desire the giver of the gifts. Out of giving our lives to the promise, Jesus Christ, we are positioned then to receive her, his promises. Let's not finish these 21 days without care or thought or, and living cheaply. There is nothing cheap about Christ. There's nothing cheap about Christ. There was nothing cheap about the cross. You, you are too valuable in the kingdom. Life is too short 
and time is too precious not to live expensively for Jesus. Did you hear me? Life is too short. Time is too precious not to live expensive for Jesus. You are too valuable in the kingdom. We need to pour it out. We need to pour it out recklessly like that woman did, pouring out the perfume on the feet of Jesus. 2021 is a year where we need to fasten our gaze on Jesus Christ. We're saying no to the noise. We're saying yes to the sound of the one who loves us. More surrender, more sacrifice, more Jesus, more Jesus, more Jesus. Like the song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. God, I thank you that you're raising up a church that loves you because we love you, because we love you, because we know that you love us, you love us, you love us. I thank you that you are raising up a surrendered church, a sold out church, a church that hungers for you, that desires you, a church that's hungry for your word, a church that's feasting upon your word, a church that's growing in the knowledge of your word, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you're raising up a church of compassion with eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord, that desire and long to be the hands and feet of all you are. I, I thank you, Lord, that you're raising up a holy church, an awakened church, God, that has decided to follow you all the days of their life. God, may we live this, may we sleep this, may we breathe this, you and you only, Jesus Christ. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing. God, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Church, let's continue going the course on this 21-day fast. You know, we're beginning to see breakthrough in our family already through this 21-day fast, but I know many times the breakthrough actually comes after the fast. Don't be discouraged. You're not walking this alone. You can jump on the devotional and, and jump on with us. Um, people are making comments each and every day. Uh, we are walking this 21, these 21 days together for the glory of God. We're praying for you. We're praying salvation over your home. This is a year of breakthrough for you in the name of Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that His Spirit, His love, and His life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.